Welcome, welcome everyone. This is A1 Since Day 1 Podcast, Episode 2. I am your boy, Triple B, A-B, you know what I'm saying? Brady, bruh. And I'm back in action with my P-I-C, G-Dog. Say what's up. What up, fam? I'm just a little weak over here. <laughs> he said, I'm Triple B with three names, Triple Threat, you know, Triple yeah, Dog, yeah. Triple Beast, Triple Do It All. Have to, have to, bro. Welcome and back. Absolutely. This is the A1 Since Day 1 podcast. You guys know what to do. If you want to join the community, want to join the gang, follow, like, subscribe, hit us up on socials. We're taking all questions, any comments, and yeah, we're here to break down week one of the football season. Griff, you want to start us off? So, week one of the football season, great season to be back, looked exciting, glad to have football out there, you know, without fans, with fans, didn't matter, still was an exciting week with exciting matchups. Lead us off there, let's talk about the first game, how it went. Chiefs dominated, Texans, all the way up until the fourth quarter, Mahomes, that offense, so many options. Everyone was worried about Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, but it was my man Sammy Watkins and Clyde. Edwards Hilaire. Yep. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Edwards Hilaire, yes. Edwards Hilaire, who stole Mm -hmm. the show. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it looked great. I mean, the the best part about that game, though, despite the score, was Andy Reid wearing a face mask, breathing so (laughs) heavily he couldn't see anything. Uh, It was foggy. It was foggy, to say the least. It was foggy, and he's still a better play caller than the rest (laughs) of the league. So uh, take that how you will. (laughs) Right, right. So Griff 1-0 on the season with that that Thursday night game. Um, I was... Leaning more towards the Texans, but Griff nailed it on the head saying, you know, they're really missing that intricate piece of DeAndre Hopkins on that offense. I thought David Johnson looked nice in the backfield, but I thought they had no no aerial help, exactly. And, and, and you know, Patrick Mahomes, Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire all got it done So for the Chiefs. so Easy, easy enough dub. Some other takeaways from this weekend. We had a couple good games. Patriots versus the Dolphins. Got to see what the new look Patriots look like under Cam Newton. And boy, did he look good. He did look good. We got the Saints who took it to, took it all the way to the Buccaneers. Yeah, the Buccaneers, I think, were definitely one of the one week, week one disappointments for sure. Like, uh, I mean, just not the offense we're expecting out of there. You know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Gronkowski, and Leonard Fournette in the backfield with Tom Brady at quarterback. They just really just a flop. I mean, I know it's week one, but but I'm just really disappointed in, in that Buccaneers offense and team as a whole. Their coach said it best. Bruce said they weren't ready. They made a bunch of dumb mistakes, and yeah. that pretty much killed their whole game. They I mean, looked like they looked like if you took a bunch of really good players and said, "Oh yeah, here's your first real live session. Right, go for it." And it's going to be one of those things they're going to have to work out. I think they showed good signs, promising signs, but they're clearly not the talent talented team as the rest of the NFC, as in the Saints yeah. and the Packers particularly. Yeah, this. I mean, yeah, they did have a tough tough matchup week one going against the Saints. I mean. Breeze looked comfortable in that offense. Camara was balling. Uh, Michael Thomas didn't really have a breakout week one, but he got it done. I mean, so, and on defense, I mean, I think they had a touchdown, a couple interceptions, block kicks. Like, so, all in all, just a good week for the Saints uh, defensively. And, and they look, you know, the Camara looks like he's back. Yeah. Looks like he's ready to go. So, uh, we'll definitely, definitely be keeping in touch with the Saints and the Buccaneers for the rest of the football season. And, I mean, hopefully the Buccaneers can just, you know, string together their chemistry a little better. Yeah, I agree. And speaking of teams with some good chemistry, uh, with some new additions, the Cardinals. They Absolutely. Smooth they look out very there smooth. versus the 49ers. Yes. Kyler Murray, accurate, shifty on his feet. 
I mean, him and Russell Wilson are the two best quarterbacks in that division. I would agree. Um, there's no doubt about that. They're both, they both are everything you want in a modern quarterback. Strong in the pocket, good deep arm accuracy, and mobile. So, I mean, that clearly they took it to the 49ers. And the 49ers, again, another disappointment. They handled the Cardinals most of last year. but With ease. Yeah, well, yeah with ease. And now yeah. adding DeAndre Hopkins, you see how much of a value he has to the team he's on. Uh, made 14 catches over 150 yards. Was a great player this Bond. week. I mean, look to get him. Look to get him some more touchdowns. Get him a touchdown or two there. But I mean, other than that, he was short of perfect. Yeah, Kenyon Drake also found the end zone as well, and I think that's a good addition in that backfield, like we were talking about uh, in the last podcast. So, Cardinals definitely having that chemistry, and and we'll be keeping in touch with their rest of their season as well. And I'm excited to see what they can do in that division. The other game, our favorites, you know, Cincinnati. Fat Randy had to ruin all of that energy we had. Joe notoriously led us back for a comeback there. A weak push-off against A.J. Green happened. You saw the refs dictate a lot of the games this weekend. And not I mean, just that game. It was also relevant in the Dallas game. They lost They lost it on the same kind of call with the offensive pass interference. I mean, I, I, I mean to be honest, I don't know if either one of those calls is offensive pass interference. I think the cornerbacks, Jalen Ramsey and whoever the Chargers was on AJ, I think both of them did a great job Jason selling. Uh, yeah, did exactly what they had to do to sell to the refs, and then they got lucky enough to get the call. But, I mean, if the NFL starts calling stuff like that, I mean, I, I mean, just there's no... It's weak. Weak. I agree. Weak. I agree. And, I mean, say what you want about the Bengals, but, you know, I think there are some takeaways where, where they, they did really well. I mean, I, I, Joe Burrow drove down the field. I mean, you don't ever see... Joe Mixon fumble either. You know, it happens. He fumbled, you know, it's been like something oh, like six hundred touches and this has been his yeah. like first turnover. So I mean, you know, it happens and of course it happened in a game that was, you know, down to the wire. It is what it is, but I think all in all the Bengals could have won that game. Should have won that game. Should have won it easily. Joe Burrow missed AJ wide open. He overthrew Azama a little bit on a touchdown pass. Ross let the ball go through his hands. I mean Talk about a guy with a load of potential, but just no consistent hands. Ross could be so good. He gets five yards of separation every play. But it doesn't matter if you're going to drop the ball. So, I mean, he needs to do better. I think we showed a lot of promise. I'm looking to take it to the Browns this Thursday night. We'll cover yes. that a little bit later in the podcast. But, I mean, excited with the prospects we saw in Cincinnati. Uh, moving on, though. Moving on more towards the fantasy realm. What were some of your standout players this week, Brady? Some of my standout players uh, were for sure Josh Jacobs. I mean, finding the end zone three times is incredible. I know he's on your team, so I know you were happy about that. Putting up a fat, like, 31 points is incredible and just what you want to see in any one of your starting number one back, for that matter. So, Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, baller. Russell Wilson, baller. Uh, Adam Thielen, baller. Two tutties, 100 yards. Who, all three Atlanta receivers Matt Ryan threw up like 450 yards, couple touchdown passes. But I mean, Ridley had like 130 a touchdown. Julio had like 150, and uh, the other receiver, I think his name is Gage or something like that. Yeah. He had like an, at like 115. So all three Atlanta receivers having over 100 yards is pr- is pretty interesting to see. You know, week one of football. That's so. that. That's that Atlanta standard fantasy offense right. ever since Matt, Matt Ryan's been the quarterback. I mean, it's been big plays in the air. It's going yeah. to find somebody. They're going to find one of their three targets. They've got speed. Yeah. Power. I mean, they've got it all. Who's yeah. your favorite out of those quarterbacks? You name. You name. You know, a couple. Josh Allen, Russell Wilson. Yeah. A. A. Raj. Mm-hmm. Who impressed you the most this week, though? 
I think Aaron Rodgers getting it done against the uh, Minnesota defense, I think that was just very impressive. Because when you look at Green Bay's offense, they really don't have – they have Devontae Adams, and then next is, like, Lazard, who's, like – like, Who is he? <laughs> exactly. Like, I mean, he's good, you know. I mean, and anyone in the NFL has proven time and time again why they're on the team. But, I mean, that's not – for him to have a game like that and the Packers' offense to look that good with Aaron Jones in the backfield as well, I mean, I think he did – he also had a good game. I mean, I, I'm very impressed with the Packers' offense. And so against one of the best defenses in all football, right. too. The Vikings' defense. We know Mike Zimmer's a great defensive coordinator. They've been top five pretty much every year. He's been a coach there. I mean, you can't expect any – it looked like the old Aaron Rodgers. Like, I haven't seen Aaron Rodgers play this well in the last two years. And to see him go out there and ball, I, that was impressive. I'm, I'm with that. But I think my my, my personal favorite, though, yep. was Russell. Russell – Russ got it done. Man. I mean, literally, he is the most accurate quarterback in the league. He doesn't have the best offensive line. He has a, some good options to go to. I mean, the mix of the power run with the play action suits his game perfectly. He does a great job reading the defense, making great decisions. But, I mean, he was like, what, 31 for 35 with like 320 yards? Like, it's ridiculous. That's re- that, those are ridiculous numbers. Put some respect Put some respect on my name. Hey, yeah, and I thought DK Metcalf looked really good too. Tyler Lockett didn't find the end zone, but I mean he had a good week. I think he had like eight receptions, like eighty yards. So yeah. you know, pretty pretty solid outing for him too. Um, and and Chris Carson doing I think another fantasy running back doing really well. Found the end zone a couple of times, and I mean that's just incredible when you're getting that you know running back one, running back two value. You know who's another uh, interesting player this week? Dak Prescott didn't really do that much against the LA Rams defense. I mean they're not they weren't. That was part of the weakness of the Rams is that they weren't good defensively last year. And I know mm-hmm. they signed Jalen Ramsey. Maybe he's adjusted the schematics, which helped his performances because he looked really good. But He did. I mean, outside of Zeke in that rushing game, they just don't seem to have that they, factor. Yeah, they, they struggle with that um, sort of link-up connect with that offense. Because, I mean, you talk about their offense. It's it's Dak. It's, it's Zeke. It's Amari Cooper. CeeDee Lamb. Gallup, like they have a very talented offense, but they, but, but like you said, I mean, the Rams defensively were just not that great of a team, and, and, and yet they were the ones who ended up getting it done. Dallas has the best offensive line in football. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they just went, you know, one for 10 on like third down. So, like, you're not going to lose the game doing, you're going to lose the game doing those things. Um, so, I mean, it just, it's typical Dallas football to me. It's like, oh my God, they're going to be great. No. They suck. They're not going to win. I think they should have won that game, though. I think that offensive, pa- offensive pass interference call is soft. It's weak, man. Like Okay, it's the same thing with the Bengals game, though. When they when you leave it up to the refs to make the decision, they're not going to come in clutch. Refs are weak. You could have The Bengals, just like the Cowboys, could have won that game so many other ways before it got to a ref's decision. Yeah, true. So, I you know, you, we had, like I said, the Bengals had the missed touchdowns. The 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 uh, the Rams held to Dallas to like two and ten on third downs and like they're it's just a recipe for disaster. Like you're not yeah. gonna win games as a football team if you do that. I agree. Uh, another guy that stood out for me was Malcolm Brown. Still kind of sticking to the Rams here. I mean, yeah. Talk about feeling Todd Gurley's shoes and everyone was like, you gave Todd Gurley that big money contract and bought him out, got got rid of him, let him go to the Falcons, right? and you replace him with Malcolm Brown, and you're kind of wondering, like, are we going to have that same explosion? And he was good, 25 carries, 100 yards or so, touchdown. Yeah, he, no, he, he did very solid. well. Yeah, he looked very solid, I agree. Uh, and I think 
continuing with players who look good is uh, I want to talk about tight ends for a second. Philadelphia having two tight ends, Goddard and Zach Ertz, doing very well in week one. I mean, say what you want about that game. It was kind of a, kind of a you know, Philadelphia was a letdown for sure. But, I mean, on the fantasy side of the spectrum, both those tight ends looking very strong in week one. And same with Mark Andrews from Baltimore. I think he had a very good game too. Seeing yeah. the end zone not once but twice, I mean, that's – Exactly what you want out of a out of a tight end in that in that starting position in fantasy. And sticking with the Eagles a little bit there, uh, you called it. Washington did win the game. I don't I, know how they did it. I, I did say I Washington know. was going to be a breakout team a little bit this year. They are also winning the division, but Griff reminded me, you know, keep keep my level headed on. <laughs> week one, keep that same energy. Come week seventeen when they're three and thirteen, right? <laughs> <laughs> they got their one little measly win off a of wins being. Utter, utterly garbage. Right. I know Philadelphia was upset about that one. Have you seen Have you seen that Philadelphia ultra fan who's always in the like people always make memes in the comment about him? Oh my goodness! No, I don't think I have. Uh, you need to go. You need to go see some football comments and look at that. Guy. <laughs> he is okay. hysterical. He's just this big guy in his room recording, just like we are. And he has that Philadelphia accent, and he gets so heated about these games. He gets mad. Yeah. He. It's just like it's it's just so funny to watch him react. Um, but sticking to it, uh, Josh Allen, another great quarterback play this week. He did a really good job. He looked, I mean, with the threats he added between Stephon Diggs and John Brown now, it looks like he's poised for a really, really good, another breakout year. Yeah. Besides those two fumbles, uh, I mean, I, I, I agree with Griff 100%. I think Josh Allen did a really good, um, performance, a rushing touchdown, few in the air, Two three hundred yards. Uh, him and Stephon Diggs look like they connect really, really well. John Brown looks nice. Cole Beasley looked like he did his job. And then you know, in the in the backfield, Singletary looks like he's getting it done. So I think the Buffalo Bills. I think we discussed this a little bit in the last podcast. I think that they're they're they have the firepower to win that division. So now after week one, kind of give me some insights on the some teams that you know you think are going to do better than what you thought after you know watching the first week. If you have any, uh, I'd say the Buccaneers. I, I mean, I think that if Tom Brady knows how to do one thing, I think it's win. I mean, I don't think he's necessarily the best quarterback in the NFL right now, but I think on that offense, just wait until they start connecting and linking up and finding the end zone because they're going to be very dangerous. I mean, Leonard Fournette had like five attempts for like eight yards and a catch for 14, so he didn't really get going. I, I I mean Godwin had a couple passes here and there. Um, defensively, they look weak, but I think you know you wait till they start linking up and finding the end zone. And I think they're going to be poised to be a really good football team. And then on the flip side of that, I think um, also I think Philadelphia is going to be a good football team if Carson Wentz can find his rhythm. Yeah, that's a good call. I mean, I, you got to take everything this week with a grain of salt. He did uh, a good job the first half, and then just started to fumble the bag towards the beginning, the end of the end of the second half. Two two fumbles, two interceptions. You just can't turn the ball that much over as a quarterback and no. expect to be successful. Uh, for me, looking at what I saw this week, I think a team to watch out for in terms of breakout potential. I think the Chiefs can go undefeated. I really think they can. They look so solid defensively. Like that was always their biggest issue. Yeah. Can they can they contain teams? And if you can't out if you can't score thirty points against the Chiefs, you're not going to win. So I don't think with the defensive improvements they made this year, they're going to look really good. I was kind of worried about Seattle, 
I, they quelmed all my fears really quickly. Jamal Adams looked like a superstar in that a monster, offense. monster, dude. Like, he's a monster. such a monster. Him, Bobby Wagner, just dogs. And I think another team that kind of continued the trend from last year is the Tennessee Titans as well. I mean, they looked really, really solid. They did. Tannehill looks very comfortable in that offense. And, I mean, you, you sort of – when you're talking about top quarterbacks in the NFL, Tannehill never really comes into conversation. Now, I think he's a really good quarterback, though. Yeah, he is. He definitely has the potential to solidify himself in that top ten this year. Yeah. I'm looking at uh, another team. <laughs> conversely, on the flip side, teams that I think are going to suck, uh, the Browns. I, I don't know. have anything. I didn't even want to bring them up. <laughs> hey, you want to know what three minus one is? Two. <laughs> That's Odell's number, and they they suck. They're poo-poo. They look bad. They look They're really like bad. brown, just like what Odell likes. You oh know my, what I'm saying? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, damn. Moving good. on. Hey, I mean, you know, he likes. Keep what it he real. Likes. You keep it real, bro. He keep likes what he likes. I'm yeah. not hating on him. The man's a great footballer. Hey, this game, this game, that. Thursday night, we'll have to see who brings it to the table and who wants it more. Yeah. Because I think when you talk about the Browns, I agree with you. Very unimpressive. But when you talk about impressive parts of that team, I think you have to talk about the defensive side and 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 Garrett. Just an absolute hound. And then you talk about their backfield. Having Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, I think is very dangerous. Especially against a run defense like ours, that was just atrocious last year. Yeah, but that's the thing that I thought we did a really good job of. We stopped the run last game. We didn't let them run the ball like that. DJ Reader I mean, we'll really see. made a difference no, in yeah. the middle. No, we I didn't agree. even have Geno Atkins playing. I know. So I know. you take those in consideration and you think that I definitely think the the Bengals have the upper hand going into this, this Thursday, but look for the Browns to come out super motivated, super passionate about you know they just got their uh, cheeks clapped, so they're they're looking to get some revenge. It's the Ohio Derby. The Ohio Derby, the Battle of Ohio, and I'm hoping Cincinnati comes out on top. I think they will. I think my score prediction for that one, it's going to be another low scoring game. Cincinnati offense is just not good enough with not with with the revolving door of Bobby Hart on the offensive line. It's kind of hard to. Yeah, get any oh sustained uh, quarterback play. So I think Burrow did a really good job adjusting to it. You saw how. I mean, the one thing that stood out to me: how quickly did he adjust? So quickly. I mean, you know, he had a As couple a miscues. Yeah, he had a couple miscues, and and you don't see a rookie a rookie quarterback ever be named captain. But the Bengals decided to do that. Love that decision. And I mean, I, you talk about his performance in the end of the game. I thought he, I thought he did exactly what he did. We had no timeouts, two minute warning, drove, drove the ball down the field sixty yards. Yeah. What more do you want? Like, should have uh, had a touchdown. Should have. Damn it, Fat Randy. I mean, you know, it's, you know, it's, I don't expect that out of him, but that was real bad. Ironically, we signed a kicker from Cleveland who just got cut for this week to face him. <laughs> Well, Maybe he gives us some insights in their playbook or something. You know, he's right. like, at least you know, he'll bring some to the forget, table. Forget Cleveland. Let me let me uh, show you what I got. Right, I know their right. playbook. <laughs> um, right. So I'm thinking for this week, I'm gonna go. Let's see, Bengals 24, Browns 17. It's gonna be a last. It's gonna be a game. It's gonna be whoever scores last, and I think we're gonna be the ones to do that. I think we're gonna feel a little salty that we got that let we let that game against the Chargers slip away from us. And we come back with a win. Get our first dub in Cincinnati. That'd be great, man. First dub is Joe Burrow uh, behind the ball at quarterback. I think that'd be great. And I think Griff's right, hit the nail on the head with the score prediction. I think Bengals 24, Browns uh, 16. So, Do we want to talk about the games for next week? Uh, yeah, why not? Why not? All right, so some other key matchups this week. 
Looks like we've got a good game between the Vikings and Colts this week. That'll be a good one. That should be a good one. Interesting to see uh, what they perform at. Uh, Another one I'm looking at, Panthers-Buccaneers. Two straight divisional games. Wow, yeah. And uh, Panthers look good. Teddy Bridgewater looked good. They, They took a loss to the Raiders, but... I mean, the Raiders looked really solid themselves. Yeah. I think uh, in, in terms of those fantasy breakouts, we forgot to mention Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he's, I think he's on track to have another outstanding season. I mean, fantasy breakout. I mean, if you put up if you put up LeBron numbers every time, that's not really a breakout. No, but he's it's just, still he's just an animal. to be recognized. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another game I'm looking forward to: Ravens, Texans, and then the Patriots and Seahawks. Ooh, pa- Patriots, Seahawks, probably, probably. The game I'm looking forward to most. I want to see how Cam Newton does against that Seattle defense. And on the flip side, I want to see if the uh, Patriots defense can contain Russell Wilson in that Seattle offense. Yeah, I mean, that Seattle offense. I don't think I think this is the best Seattle offense Russell's had they in look, his, they in look his great. life. They look great, man. DK even had that one drop and came back and just straight balled. Yeah. And then, oh, I mean, talk about the Monday night game, too. Saints, Raiders. Looks like it's going to be wow. another good one. Yeah. Uh, who plays at home there? New Orleans or the... Who, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? It is the New Orleans. It's going to be in the Superdome. You know how Drew Brees plays underneath the dome. Right. So I think that's going to be an interesting one. It'll be a good reality check for uh, the Raiders to see if they're really about that action this year or not. We'll see. I mean, you know, I, I, you talk about the Raiders not having, I mean, besides Josh Jacobs not really having noticeable wide receivers, but, I mean, I think they got it done. I, I mean, it was it was a good week one to watch them play watch Josh Jacobs find the end zone three times and I think um Henry Ruggs the third he did all right he had like I think three receptions for 50 yards and uh I'm not really sure who else in our offense did that well but I mean they got the job done at the end of the day and and, um, I think Las Vegas Raiders are are someone to be pay attention to the rest of the year (laughs) bless you um the one team the one game not to pay attention to this week you know if you're a Chicago Bears fan, our New York Giants fan, that game is going to be a booty game. Yeah, it's going to be a bad game. I mean, I thought Trubisky looked decent week one, but I mean, I I mean, I don't know. I don't think the Giants or Bears impressed me that much. So I feel bad for Barkley. He's like that Stewie Griffin football uh, family guy <laughs> episode where he's like, he gets the ball. He's like, oh, great. I got the ball. Got oh, yeah. No one's blocking. No one's blocking. Tackle, 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 tackle. Right, right. I mean, Saquon has muscle thighs and he's got the legs, but man, he can't. He can't evade 300-pound defenders in four of them. No. Give him some space. Give him some time. Get him going, and you'll and get that. And Cleo Mack's going to be on that defensive line, too. Sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to – I mean, I think he's going to have a lot to deal with with that Bears front line. Hicks, too, as well. So Yeah, and for, for that, that pretty much wraps up what we wanted to talk about this week. Like Brady said, tune in. We're going to be bringing you new content every week. This is a football podcast, but we are going to be bringing you multiple other loads on different fronts, spike ball, interviews, fantasy soccer, all of that. Stay tuned. Drop the links in the social. Follow us. And thanks for tuning in this week. Yep, absolutely. Griff said it best. A1 since day one podcast. You want to become part of the A1 game. Gang, all you got to do is just hit us up, follow our podcast, listen to it. We're on Anchor, Spotify, um all you know all the podcast socials and like i've said we'll be doing a bunch of other content talking about whatever we want we'll be interviewing our friends we'll be talking about current events we'll be talking about environmentalism political affairs you know whatever i mean uh this recently has just been fantasy football podcast because it's been what's been going on what we like to talk about 
But we'll be talking about spike ball, fantasy, soccer as well, and maybe, who knows, maybe even the EPL. I was talking to, uh, get this, I was talking to uh, Andy Carroll the other day, and he has an EPL podcast, so I was going to see if we can link up and maybe do a collab or something like that. Hell yeah, we definitely need to get that popping. We sounded like uh, Brady and Morty, 99 (laughs) years, 99 years, following 99 more adventures, all of that, all of it. Yeah, stay tuned, stay tuned. (laughs) And on that note, goodbye. Peace out. Tune in next week. Yeah, A, B, and G, Dog signing off. Much love. We'll hit you guys up later on. Peace.